0: of God, I speak with grace that only God supplies. I decree that the word of God is coming and it shall bear fruit. There shall be no errors. I shall accurately divide the word of God that Jesus be glorified and we be edified. In Jesus' name, amen. Alright, so we are actually I think on the like, fifth or sixth edition of this particular series on the Jesus culture. Praise God. Amen. All right. So we're talking about thanks living. And all that this seeks to do is that when we got born again, our lives become God's property. And so everything we do, we do to glorify Jesus. And so our lives become a thanksgiving offering poured out to God. And so we don't do anything as if we ourselves are giving something to him. Because for everything that we have, he first gave to us. And he's giving his son already as a ransom. (laughs) And he gave his love and showed his love to us at our weakest point. When we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I keep telling you that you don't know the love someone has for you when they have not seen your weakness. Don't be sure. If somebody says they love you and they have not seen your weakness, don't be sure about their love. It's fake. Until they see you at your weakest point, and they still love you, then it is love. That's why his love is unparalleled. When we were sinners, he died. He didn't wait for us to be righteous. When we were sinners, he died. And so he has given us everything already. And so when we look back, and we look at now, and we look into eternity, we want to pour our lives as thanksgiving offering to him. So there's nothing that you have that you can accord to yourself and say, I am giving this to him. No, it's already his. And he's made you a steward of everything you have. Oh, praise God. are you getting the point? Okay, so know this and understand this. So we actually got to the point where Apostle Peter, after the young lawyer came to Jesus and uh, the young lawyer said, Charlie, What can I do to end salvation? He said, Charlie, you can do anything. Because you profess that you love me. You do this, you do that. And he says, go and sell your stuff and come. And the guy said, that one. It's impossible. And so, Peter looked at the thing and said, hey, Jesus, don't make a mistake. We have given up everything to follow you. What are we going to get? And Jesus said, I assure you that when the world is made new and the Son of Man sits upon his glorious throne, you who have been my followers will also sit on the twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has giving up houses or brothers, sisters or father or mother or children or property for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much in return and will inherit eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then. And those, I like the word, who seem. You see, you don't those who seem. It's not those who are not important. Who seem least. Important now <laughs> will be the greatest day. Oh, praise God! Okay, so and I, I know that charismatic says that when Jesus said that, what he means is that everything that Jesus meant there has said there, he's going to give us a hundredfold of that. So, he's going to give us a hundredfold of houses, a hundredfold of brothers, a hundredfold of sisters. If you go to Luke, let's read what Luke says. Luke 18, let's already go. And Peter said, we have left what? Our homes and what? So he didn't say houses or house. Home means that everything that pertains to the family. Our money, our children, our wife. Are you getting the point? Our home, do you get it? Uh huh. We have left and what? Followed you. So, if he said house, then he's talking about building. Are you getting the point? Ah, We have left our home. So, okay, good. And followed you. All right, 29, go. So, Jesus actually didn't argue with Peter. Jesus is actually saying that what Peter said is emphatically true. That Peter truly and all the disciples had left everything because Peter was not just talking about him. He was talking about all of them they left their homes they left their families and their focus was on their kingdom hey pastor did jesus argue did jesus deny say peter you are lying no he said yes okay so what is it that is going to happen go Yes, Jesus replied, "Mm -hmm. and everyone who has hey, are you there? Uh, Are you there? Hey, I can't say that for you. Peter said we have left our home and followed you and Jesus replied and everyone who has done as you have have you done as Peter did So so you see the kind of Christianity we have been taught. That's why a lot of people come to church and they come for themselves. If they are not in the picture, church was not good. Until they get the job opportunity, God has not been faithful. Are you here with me? So our our personal desires rather become a stumbling block rather than a kind of a fuel. What Peter is saying is that every resource we have, we have used it for the kingdom. We have made them available for the Everything that seems valuable to us has now become yours. I like the way the place is quiet. So, everyone who has done as you have, living what? Oh, please. Living what? Home. Mm Home. So, leaving home, you see that Luke adds wife. Matthew didn't add that one. Luke added it. Wife, brothers, parents, or children for the sake of the kingdom of God. So, wait, go back. So, what it means is that if Jesus says he's going to give a hundredfold, So that's not what he means. That's not what he means. That he's going to give a hundredfold. Let's, l- let's listen to, look at what he says. Go. Will be what? Repaid what? Many times over now, as well as receiving eternal life in the world to come. Praise God. Many times over now. we Will be paid many times over now. Now what it is is that he's saying that Everything that you have given as an offering to the kingdom, he will pay you several folds of exactly what you need more to be able to give to the kingdom. Do you understand the point? So, if he will give you a hundredfold, For you to just keep it, then he's taking you back to square one. Are you getting the point? So for us, okay, the moment Jesus takes, because we give, then he's going to give back to us so that we can have more to keep. If he gives a hundredfold of quality stuff, including peace of mind, divine ideas, money, we must be ready to give everything again. Ah, Are you getting the point? And then the cycle cone we get until we get to Eternity. We get to eternity. We have eternal life already, until we get into eternity. Are you getting the point? Yes. All right. Now, when we use things, we are meant to use things to bring glory to him. But if you're not careful, the way we are going these days with this charismatic preaching, you see, the whole thing becomes a self-centered activity. Where people keep, keep grabbing and all they go and pray for is to get more. Oh hello. Do you remember that? Is it Zacchaeus? The short man. It's amazing. Bible described a guy as short. <laughs> yeah, that's for Bible. He said, the short man, when he got down, he said, everything I have and I'm taken. I'm going to give a how. So you see, people don't come to Jesus to just come and take. I don't know where that kind of Christianity came from. I didn't see that with Apostle Peter. I didn't see that with Apostle Paul. I didn't see that with Martin Luther Jr. Tell me, Zwingli, all of those guys, they never ever bothered with materialism. Their focus was to how to see the kingdom advance. I didn't see Apostle Peter. They didn't even mention his son. He left the church for his son. And the church became the, the property of, of the family. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it came from. I, I don't know where it came from. So you see, we must, we must get this clear. And that's why if you are a member, you must understand that you are already a disciple. And so, when God, at a certain stage of maturity, calls you into this pastorate thing, you're not coming because of money. Because for most of the young people now coming into this, they see the flashy life. And that is what is calling them. It's not God. It is the flashy life that is calling them. That's it. But it is not Christianity has nothing to do with the flashy life. It has all to do with the modest life. And everybody sitting under my feet understand this that this church is looking at teaching in such a way. That everything we have. Must go for the kingdom business. It is the life we live. Are you understanding me? That's what Jesus is teaching. Is that true? A modest life. A modest life. Look at something. Luke chapter 9. Verse 20. Jesus was sampling whether his disciples really knew who he was. And so, look at what he said. Then he asked them, who do you think I am? Peter replied, the Messiah, the Christ of God. He gave them strict orders not to speak of this to anyone. For I, the Messiah, must suffer much. He said, and be rejected by the Jewish leaders, the eldest chief priests and teachers of the law, and be killed. And three days later, I will come back to life again. Then he said to all, anyone who wants to follow me must put aside his own. And what? What? Hello? Please, let's all read it again. Go. Any, is see, any time Jesus is referring to this thing, he goes beyond the disciples. So he speaks to the ones unborn. Including, put your hand and say me. So he says what? Any, any One, who what? Wants to follow me must put aside his own desires and conveniences and carry his cross with him. Every month. Every day. And keep his focus, his keep close to me, keep his focus on me. Hello. Oh, am I speaking to you? Am I teaching you the word of God? If you know the joy this brings, you have no idea. I'm telling you, you have no idea. You have no idea. If you know the confidence this brings, you have no idea. Keeping your focus on yourself and materialism destroys you. It destroys. I destroy. Okay. Let's all read. Go. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Oh, praise God. Whoever loses his life for my sake. There are many things today if a young man or a young lady does and in following the lord forsaking their own desires and conveniences and in case they die people will say they are stupid i'm sorry they called you stupid out of ignorance Because for those who even brought us the gospel, they gave their lives. Some were boiled in oil. John, when he was writing revelations on the island of Patmos, had been boiled. So he was writing half dead. Peter said, you killed my Savior this way. Turn me upside down. And so they turned him upside down and they crucified him. These days, Christianity is rather for our convenience. Go to church and look at our prayer topics. We only trust and obey when it is for our convenience. When it is for our convenience. Listen to me. Submission by convenience is disobedience. But whoever insists on keeping his life will lose it. Let's all read. And what oh read it like you mean it. What profit is there in gaining the whole world when it means forfeiting one's self? The essence of life is for one to forfeit themselves. I told you that in life you live for others. You can deny it. You can act as if it's not true. You can make all the noise about it. But no matter how long it takes on your sick bed, when you are about to die, you will know that everything you did was for others. And you will give your will out, excluding your own name. But you worked for it. You did a day's job, going up, coming down, waking up at 12 midnight, and all you are doing is thinking about (laughs) money. That's what has taken over your whole life. The kind of messages we hear these days is all about what we call self-improvement. It doesn't feed our spirit. We wallow just like unbelievers and feed ourselves with ego when the spirit of Christ must rule in us. When you are promoted in your field of discipline, May your promotion glorify Christ. Everything that he gives us is to bring glory to him, not to self. Praise God. Luke 21, 1-4. Let's all go. As he stood in the temple, he was watching the rich tossing their gifts into the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small copper coins. Really, he remarked, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them combined. The question is how? And Jesus as usual will go to explain why so. Why he analyzed the situation in that way. How he came to this conclusion. Why did he come to the conclusion? Look at the next. For they have what? Giving a little of what they didn't need. You see, that's how most of us give. Go to that verse before. So that you know. The day there, for they, they gave, who are they? Uh huh. As he stood in the temple, he was watching what? the rich tossing their gifts into the collection box. So there are two characters there. The rich and the poor widow. Alright? So into coming to the conclusion, let's go. Next. For they for they have what? Giving. So who are the they? The rich. They have given a little of what they didn't need. But she, poor as she is, just like the Macedonian church, has given everything she has. Not she had. That's her present situation. Everything she she has given. She has given. I pray that our lives and everything we have we yield and give as a thanksgiving offering to him. It doesn't matter how inconvenient it may be We know he gave it to us because we are the distribution points. Are you getting the point? For souls to be saved into the granaries of heaven. Hallelujah. grace. glory. Glorious, glorious grace. At the cross, you called it finished.